our passage is in Genesis chapter 26, verse 18, and it says, Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. And he called the wells by the name which, had, which his father had called them. Notice what it says. It says, Isaac dug again the wells that his father Abraham had dug. I want us to look for just a few minutes today on the idea of digging or redigging some wells that God wants to open up in our homes and in our lives and for our families. See, wells in Bible times were very important. They were, in Bible times, wells were very hard to dig. They didn't have all of the equipment and modern technology that we have today, and they were in the desert. It was very dry. It was very, very hot. And water at that time was a matter of life and death. Oftentimes today we take water for granted, but in Bible times water was precious and it was a matter of life and death. And if you could find a well of water, you, can't, you became very wealthy in Bible days. So Abraham began to dig wells because he understood that the time and, and the energy and the expense that he would put into digging those wells was not only a benefit for him and not only a benefit for his wife and for his generation, but Abraham understood that he was also digging wells for his son Isaac and his generation and for his grandson Jacob and for his generation. I love what it says in Proverbs 13, 22. It says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that's what Abraham was doing when he was digging those wells. And, and if we're faithful to follow God and faithful to the opportunities that he puts in front of us, not only are we blessing other people and not only are other people accepting Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, but we are also digging wells that our children and their children will, will be blessed by. And every time that we worship and every time that we pray and every time that we fast and every time that we study God's Word, we are digging wells of living water for the next generation. And we need to make sure that, that we don't just sit back and enjoy water from the wells that our parents have dug or maybe that our grandparents have dug or others ha have dug, but that we continue to dig wells so living water will keep flowing. In our text in Genesis 26, it says, when Abraham died, see, that's the key to that passage. The Philistines waited for Abraham to die. And after that, they filled those wells with dirt. They filled those wells in. After the old man Abraham died, see, they knew Abraham would fight for those wells. Because some things, even in our day, some things are worth fighting for. Some wells are worth fighting for. See, and I wonder sometimes if, if the devil, devil maybe just sits on the sidelines for a few minutes and waits for some of the grandfathers 
and some of the grandmothers and some of the fathers and some of the mothers to die out because those, some of those older generation are committed. See, they have the power of the Holy Spirit living in and through them, but, but the enemy knows too often times when they die out, the wells in those families just seem to dry up because he can, can pour dirt in those wells and he can clog up that flow of water. But, but we need to be determined that our children and our grandchildren will drink from those same wells that many of us drank from coming up. Because our children and grandchildren don't need some watered-down, powerless Holy Spirit. They don't need to be drinking from dirty water that's mixed in with the world. They need to be able to take a drink of that living water that the Bible says when we drink from that water, we'll never thirst again. But you know, some, if we were honest, some of us have just kind of set back and, and we're trying to get by on what the previous generations have done. Maybe what our grandparents have done. See, and it seems in our day there's been a trend that each subsequent generation seems to serve God just a little bit less than the previous generation. Any of you notice that? Seems like that each generation is just a little less serious about God, and it seems that each generation, not in every instance, but in far too many instances, it seems that each generation seems to take more from the last generation and leave less to the next generation. And it seems like as each generation comes and goes, that water just gets a little dirtier and that water gets a little murkier and, and the doctrine. And if we were honest, in, our, in the day in which we live, many people don't even know what doctrine is. But the doctrine seems to get a little more murky and a little more mixed in with the world with each passing generation. There used to be a day when each generation seemed to be a little more serious about Jesus. And each generation seemed to do a little better than the previous generation. But somewhere around two or three generations ago, that seems to have changed. And now we look up and we don't understand why. And some people say, well, there's no prayer in schools. Well, I'll leave that to others who are far smarter than me. But, but from my vantage point, the more serious problem is there doesn't seem to be any prayer in very many homes. We don't need to send our kids to school to get prayer. We need to be modeling that at home, and we need to be showing that to the next generation. Because if we're not careful, Sunday can become just another day. And then we hardly even know what sacrifice is or, or fasting is because the water has gotten just a little bit dirty. But there's good news. The good news is all it takes is one, as we used to call it when I grew up in the country, one good old-fashioned swig of some pure living water. And when we drink that pure living water, not only does that get in our spirit and line up our spirit with God's spirit, but, but then we start back to not only drinking water, we start digging some wells that our children will drink from and that others will drink from. 
And that water starts flowing back through our family lines. And that water then is pure and clean and not, not murky and dirty and not subject to whatever the fads of the day are. But it's anchored in God's word. So we need to be an Isaac generation that will, that will get down and get that shovel the word of God and and get that shovel and start digging and let the enemy know he can't take away ground that has already been gained from previous generations. There was too much sacrifice to that ground that those previous generations gained and we, we won't give that back. But the devil would love when that older group dies off for something to change in our families, and, and, and he's doing everything he can to stop the flow. In Joshua 2.10, yeah, some of you know that passage, it says, and there arose a generation who knew not God or of his mighty acts. See, what we're dealing with today is nothing new. Back in, in the times of Joshua, it says, there arose a generation who knew nothing of the Lord or of his mighty acts, and, and we're in that danger zone today. And I'm so thankful for the wells that my mom and my dad dug for me. And I'm so thankful for the wells that my grandparents dug for me. And if that's the case for your, you, I'm sure you're thankful for those previous generations as well. But the question today for us is, what wells am I digging? What wells are you digging? And is the water that's being drank in our homes today pure water? Or does it have just a little bit of dirt mixed in? Because it seems like too many of us have written off too many things as old-fashioned. Those disciplines, y'all know those disciplines many of us grew up on, those can seem to be a thing of the past, And the question is, will our children and grandchildren have any wells that we have dug by prayer, by fasting, by studying God's word? Will we pass along any wells? Because every time we pray and every time we fast, the Holy Spirit takes that dirt out of the water that our children and our grandchildren will drink from. I'm excited today to share with you a well. We haven't shared this with the church yet, but we will. But I'm excited today to share with you a well that we will start digging soon. I believe they have a rendering of it on the screen called the Champion Center. This is a place where 28 men will live full-time at no expense to them. And they'll be taught God's Word as they struggle with coming out of addiction. They'll be taught doctrine. Men who are living in bondage, men who are suffering horrible addiction, but who will learn what the Bible says when it says, he who the Son set free is free indeed. And every day they will be taught God's word that God has a plan for their lives today, not somewhere out there in the future, but today they'll be taught that Jesus died for their sins. They'll be taught life skills Self-worth will be restored. Dreams will be rekindled. Generational curses, generational bondages will be broken. I ask that you commit to pray for that. We should be breaking ground on that in the next few months. I ask you to pray God's blessings on that. And for the men who will be there, 
If God leads you to support it, that's great. God will work that all out. That's not the reason I share it with you today. We can all pray, and we can all, we can all serve. We're all commanded to pray, and we're all commanded to serve. So add that to your prayer list, because as God's put that on our heart, it's more than just about me, and it's more than just about you, and it's more than just about my children, and it's more than just about your children, and it's more than about our future generations. It's about sharing Christ with a world that is living with little to no hope, and many are headed straight to hell. We don't talk about hell much anymore. It's not really very comfortable to talk about. But hell's a real place where many are going to spend eternity separated from God in a lake of fire. That's the urgency. If you remember in that passage when Lazarus died, his sisters, you remember what they did? They put him in a tomb and they buried him. But not only did they bury Lazarus, you know what else they buried? They buried their faith. You remember what they told Jesus? They said, Lord, you're just a little late. Y'all remember that passage? Had you been here a little earlier, this wouldn't have happened. For many, their dreams for themselves, their dreams for their children and grandchildren, those dreams have been buried. The good news is we serve a God who knows how to roll away stones. He rolled away the stone of Lazarus, rolled away his own stone, and he can roll away those stones that are holding us in bondage today. And he can restore that, that flow, and then we can stand on truths such as, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Because we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Doesn't mean the devil isn't after us. Doesn't mean damage has not been done. But it does mean God is more than able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or even imagine. Love that passage over in Ezekiel 47. You should read it this week. It says, Ezekiel says, he showed me a river, and it started in the temple. I love the fact that that river started right at the altar of the temple. And it started flowing. Some of you know the, know the Bible well. Remember it says, and it went to the ankles. That water went to the ankles. But someone kept digging. And then it went from the ankles to the knees. Then another generation came, and, and that generation had a hunger for the things of God, and they kept digging. Then that water went to the waste. The Bible says until the current got so strong, there was no way he could even go back to the other side. There was no way he could go back to being what he used to be. And that's what happens when that river of living water flows in our life. We can't even think about going back to who we used to be. Because then the river carried us, but remember, it all starts with a trickle. If we'll just keep on digging, and we'll just keep on trusting God, and we'll just keep on staying His Word and stay in prayer, and, 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 about, and, and for those powerful things, if we'll keep fasting, as we said earlier, whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. Let us pray. God, I just thank you for each person who's here today. God, I just pray that you would open opportunities for each of us, God, 
to dig some wells, to speak some life, to speak truth, to be an example that would lead others to you, God. I speak by faith today that some of the water that's been a little murky and been a little muddy, that you're even clearing that up as we pray right now. So the Bible says you... As David said, you restored to him the joy of his salvation. God, I just thank you that today you're opening doors that no man can shut and you're shutting doors that no man can open. Help us to be faithful to the opportunities you put in our path. And more than anything, we thank you so much that while we were still sinners, you sent your own son to die for our sins. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.